0: John 15, four, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cornerstone's first podcast mini-series called Abide. My name is Lindsay Andrews, and I am so excited you decided to tune in with us. Over the next seven weeks, we will be focusing on different ways to abide in Jesus through six different spiritual disciplines. What does abide mean, you ask? Having a life connection with Jesus, dependence on Jesus, and to remain in Him until the end of our days. Now, let's get started. Well hello
1: everyone and welcome to another Spiritual Disciplines podcast interview. Pastor Hannah here and we are so happy to go deeper in these next few weeks to learn what God teaches us through scripture about the habits and disciplines of a growing and faithful Christian woman. The next person we're going to interview is Natalie Worthen. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. And she's going to share with us about the spiritual discipline of study. So, Natalie, let's start the conversation off with you telling us a little bit about yourself.
2: All righty. If we go way back to birth, I I grew up in a Christian home. So there were five of us in the family, mom, dad, my brother, my sister, myself, and I was the youngest of all of them and I was born in New Brunswick. We moved to Prince Edward Island when I was 10. I won't say the year then, Um, and I did my uh, schooling here, and then I went off to Acadia and did a Bachelor of Science there. When I was growing up, we had a really active youth group at First Baptist, and it was awesome, and I really attribute those years growing up with teenagers of like mind for kind of setting the course for me as far as my Christian walk went when I got older. After Acadia I moved out west and I lived in Alberta for 15 years and I lived in BC for seven years and in 2001 I decided it was time to come back to Prince Edward Island so homeward I came moved in with mom and dad for a while and then once I got working um, settled into my own little place. I'm a teacher by trade and by nature, so if you see me somewhere trying to hurt everybody or telling everyone to be quiet, it's because it's that teacher coming out in me. And I've just retired from Holland College after being there almost 20 years. Congratulations. Thank you, I'm really looking forward to it, and if I don't know what I, how I worked, and you hear that
1: a lot from retired
2: people. Um, and in my spare time, I do like to read a lot, and I ride my bike.
1: I love it. I think, Natalie, and just for those of you who are listening, I'm like a bit of a Natalie Wortham fangirl, so I'm very excited to be here with you right now, but I think who better to learn from than a teacher on the discipline of study? Well, and it kind of is linked, yes. Yes, absolutely. So, Natalie, let's start off with this question. Uh, How would you explain what studying God's word is to someone who is new to the concept?
2: Well, I kind of likened it to getting to know somebody. So... You can get to know somebody on a superficial level, like kind of my intro, you kind of know a few facts about me, but you really don't know Natalie. And in order to know Natalie, you're going to have to study her, which means you're going to have to ask some meaningful questions. Um, and you're going to have to go deeper with her to find out who she is and how she ticks and what makes her happy and what makes her sad and what, what's the meaning kind of in her life. So if you take that and relate it to biblical study, it's the same sort of idea. If we want to get to know God better, and if we want to get to know his purpose for our lives and for the world better, we need to study. So we need to find out what is scripture saying, what does it mean, what are the interpretations, and of course, how do I then use that in my life?
1: Right. Absolutely. So Natalie, then how would you differentiate between someone who reads God's word and someone who studies God's word? And we know that there's deep value in both of those things.
2: Oh, absolutely. So when someone reads God's word, I think there's a there's a different end. So they're reading the story to find out what's going on. I shouldn't say story, but they're reading the different things that happen in the Bible to find out kind of what has happened, and then maybe apply that to their own lives. They get a sense of the story uh, and then apply that to everyday life. There's also some reflection involved in that too. With studying, I would say you go quite a bit deeper than just reading. and the studying provides that fuller picture as to what's going on in that particular passage that you're reading. And so you're asking yourself questions like, what does the passage actually mean? What is happening all around this story, not just this passage, but in the chapters before and the chapters after? What's the context? Who's the audience? So you're asking yourself all those kinds of questions just to get a little bit deeper and to get basically part into the story and be part of it. Um, Then, once you kind of have found that meaning, then of course you apply that to everyday life and how that can affect you. You reflect on it. And often I'll find that after I've read something and I have a little aha moment, I'll be lying in bed, which is when I have all my best thoughts, and I'll go, "Huh. okay, I see now how that might have meant this and how that could impact my life.
1: Huh, that's awesome. I wonder Natalie, would you say that the discipline of study might come more naturally to certain types of people?
2: That's a good question. I, I thought about that and I thought I'm just going to answer it from my point of view. I'm a bit of a nerd. When it came to school, I love school. I love to study. I love books. I love finding out stuff and um some people have called me nosy, but I just say I'm curious. And so I always kinda wanna know like what's going on, what's the meaning, what's the definition, what's happening. So for me, study has kind of been natural. So even when I was in university, I always took a religious studies course at some point in time, just because I wanted to know more about the Bible um, and, and just have some courses behind me to, to know about that. I always got involved with Bible studies When I was younger and all the time growing up, just because I wanted, that was just an inherent part of me to study. So for me, very natural. For others, maybe not so much.
1: Absolutely. So do you have any advice for someone who might not naturally gravitate to the habits and mindset of studying the Word of God?
2: I would say start small, one step at a time, maybe a small passage take a look at it. Maybe um, if you have a good study Bible, see what that has to say about it. And I would also say get a study partner. Have two or three of you, maybe a group of you, work on passages together. Work with someone who maybe leans towards that study aspect a bit more. Um, But just take it slow. Often I think we relate study to school, and people think, ugh, I'm so glad to be done school. I don't want to go back to it. But there's a There's an excitement, I think, when you get digging into the word and finding out the meaning and what's going on. That's really exciting.
1: It's true. I always say I kind of live for, because I'm a fellow nerd along with you, love being in school, and especially uh, around scripture. And I love those light bulb moments that people have when Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh... Like a light bulb just came on in my head, how that actually makes sense Mm -hmm. or that this isn't crazy to believe or that this passage actually means this. And it is a really exciting thing to connect those dots. So I agree 100 percent with you.
2: And I love it when other people, when you are in a group of two or three, the meaning that they, well, shouldn't the meaning is, but the application they get from it Mm. can be different for every person that's around the table. And sometimes it's very inspiring to hear what other people are getting from that passage. So that's really neat as part of the process.
1: Absolutely. Natalie, can you tell us how you found yourself engaging with God's word in your spiritual experience?
2: Again, I've always been part of Bible study, Sunday school, or leading. There's that teacher thing again. (laughs) So that has been something that has gone on for my whole entire life. I enjoy just kind of that prep time, getting ready for small groups or Bible studies. When we would do small groups that were based on the sermons, I would uh, I would tend to kind of look at the questions that we were given and maybe elaborate on them or do something a little bit different just so that people were getting into the scripture a little bit more. For me, the study Bible has been really important, and I'll often read my little notes at the bottom of of the passages to find out, well, what is this passage saying? If that's not giving me enough not enough information. I'll go somewhere else or try other verses. Right now I'm doing a little study on Acts. The church I used to go to in Lethbridge, the minister there does a monthly kind of study guide. And so I get that emailed and he'll have you read a portion of Acts and then he'll kind of have something written about it. And then the pastor at Zion, Presbyterian, has done over COVID, he did some, you know, reading the gospels together. And so he has some commentaries on Acts. So I'll read the chapter, go to the fellow from Lethbridge, listen to Doug Rovalgi at Zion and get a nice picture as to what is going on in that
1: chapter. Definitely you are a student, for sure. <laughs> a student <laughs> yes. and a teacher. <laughs> uh, can you share some things that you've been involved with at Cornerstone surrounding the discipline of study in the past years?
2: Sure. So primarily leading small groups, that the ones that have been based on sermon series, And I did teach uh, how to read the Bible for all it's worth a couple of times. And the Life and Doctrine series that's going around right now, I've been preparing and teaching that. And um, also, I just, when Phil did the series on Revelation, I had the book by N.T. Wright, Revelation for Everyone. And I had gone through it a a while ago, and I just found that was more of a self-study, but I just found that really powerful in opening my eyes to Revelation And changing that book from being kind of doom and gloom to hope and victory was really great.
1: Natalie, I know that you uh, talked about a couple books here and also talked about uh, the use of a study Bible that comes with notes. Uh, For some of us, we want to know practically, are there kind of resources and books out there that you recommend to start using as a Bible companion? So commentaries or websites or where we can find background information. What are your thoughts?
2: I've tended to move towards N.T. Wright these days. I love his, you know, Bible book for everyone series. So I think now I've got John for everyone, Matthew for everyone, Revelation for everyone, because he just writes in such a wonderful layman's way that you can read it and go, oh, I understand that, but you're still learning what that passage is all about. Um, Bible Gateway seems to be helpful, which is a website. and, And I have found that more so by, you know, typing a verse in and saying commentary, and I'll get a bunch of options. And some options you go, hmm, no, probably not. But other ones seem to be sound, and that seems to be a sound one. Those are kind of where I've landed lately anyway. Although I know that the women have used a lot of Jen Wilkins' material. Yes. And her book, um, Women of the Word, is a wonderful resource for how to study the Bible.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I know. I love that you reference... uh, study Bible. And for those of us maybe who would like to know the difference between kind of what is just the Bible and what is a study Bible, a study Bible has typically extra um, comments, extra notes, extra context, extra background information, maps, all of that good stuff, Uh, sometimes charts and tables just built right into the Bible. So as you're reading along, you can kind of read some of these These pieces of information, whereas sometimes we have just the biblical text itself. It doesn't give us that extra information at the same time. So even starting with just a study Bible to add to your collection, I think I probably have too many (laughs) different study Bibles. And the one
2: thing I have appreciated, I have the NIV study Bible, but there are others out there that are good. Um, They will often say this passage could mean this, or it could mean this, or it could mean this. So they'll give you sort of three options, which I find helpful because sometimes landing too hard on one option might skew the rest of the passage or skew your thinking. So I really appreciate that they give you, you know, there are some options as to what this might mean.
1: Totally. Yes. Natalie, uh, what is Cornerstone currently offered to help women who want to study God's word in a community of believers?
2: Well, I think in within this last year or so there have been some excellent. Yes, there have opportunities like the Exodus study, I hear a lot of women talking about the Exodus study and how that just kind of opened their eyes and changed a lot of things for them. Um, the women's conferences are great. They just finished up a Hebrew study, which um, I hear was awesome. I hear that those studies are not for the faint of heart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) However, again, I like the option that depending on how deep you want to go, you can just use the workbook or you can watch the videos or you can do the whole thing, which I think is really great for some of those people who maybe study as a new concept Mm. and you don't want to scare them off with, you know, seven hours of homework a week. Um, but then for the ones who really want all of that, that option is available too. So I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. And like you said, kind of part of that is coming together in communities. So if you didn't quite maybe get through all of it, or if you didn't quite understand to be able to hear other women's perspectives and their take on it is totally invaluable.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Natalie, is there a book of the Bible that you would encourage someone who's a beginner to start with when they're thinking about studying?
2: I really like John. I love John too. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about this and I thought, I don't know, is John too heavy for somewhere, for someone to start? Cause, and then I thought, well, Mark is a good one because he's just pretty like, fast and to the point. So if you want the gospel, like in, in the shortened version, Mark is fine. But I find John, there's something in what he writes that maybe just resonates with my heart and there's a lot more in there that's kind of compassionate and there's maybe more feeling or something in there. And I think he really, not that the others don't, but he really presents Christ as just that total loving being. And that seems to come out in John maybe more so than the others.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love John for its imagery that's where we find all the I am statements, right? right? So we have, I am the good shepherd, I am the gate, I am the way, the truth and the life, right? I am the light of the world. It just kind of gives us a really great picture of all the different sides of the, of the diamond, who is Jesus.
2: Yeah, and a lot more on the Holy Spirit too, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, he talks a lot about who the counselor will be and that the counselor will come once Christ leaves. And I think that's a huge comfort.
1: So Natalie, uh, one of the study questions we worked through in the homework was how understanding background information or even where verses fall within the context of the chapter or book uh, help us to better understand and apply the Bible to our lives. Can you add any good reasons why this is important for us? Well, I just think it's absolutely critical. Like to me, that is the
2: main intent behind study is to find these things out and to help it make sense so what i did was rather than kind of i just thought of some examples maybe to use um i think we have to understand the historical background we have to understand the theological background we have to understand where is the writer coming from who writes this and again that's where a study bible comes in handy because at the beginning of every book they tell you why the person's writing the book which is really awesome but i think of paul for example um like when he writes his letters, and anything he writes is coming from the perspective of a man who spent a good deal of his life persecuting Christians. Very knowledgeable, very, very intelligent man. And then this miraculous change happens to him in the book of Acts. And for him, that consumes him. So his letters are all about this. This Christ who came to him and totally changed his life and made him do a complete turnaround. I often think about you know when when he be, when he saw Christ on the road to Damascus, his whole reason for living changed, and for him to absorb all that and to figure it all out would have been huge. And so you read his letters in that light. And you go, oh, okay. These make so he's so passionate, but there's a reason why he's so passionate, right? right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other example I thought of was the prodigal son. You know, we know about the son wanting his inheritance, going away, and then he comes back, and da 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 da. But what we don't necessarily necessarily realize is asking your father for your inheritance is like saying, "I wish you were dead, dad," and I want my inheritance. And there may have been a huge impact on the father in that wealth in those days was associated with land and animals. So the father may have had to sell stuff in order to give the inheritance to the younger son. So it gives us a a, a greater picture when the younger son comes back what the father is forgiving him for. Mm. It's huge. It's not just running away and living a life. It's like, I don't even want to be part of your family anymore, Dad. So I think... It just enriches the, the scripture when we know these this background and what the context is that's going on and one more example because I, I laugh at this when we had our teachers um sessions phil wrote a letter to the church at cornwall for covid and so he wrote it very similar to how paul would write a letter and was talking about you know wearing masks and distancing and all those kinds of things so somebody who re- read that letter who, write, who reads it 15 years later, would think, well, why the heck? We don't wear masks now. Like, right. we, we don't need all that stuff. However, from that letter comes the overriding, love each other, care for each other, be respectful of each other.
1: Right. So the context really matters mm-hmm. to read that letter, but the overall message stays the same over right. time. Yeah. Right. I think that can be said of... Well, the entire Bible, obviously, because we're not reading it in the same time that it was written. Um, But to study and to run into some of those passages that maybe we find tricky or that we just find plain confusing or don't understand. I know in the Revelation series, it was helpful just to know some of the context Mm -hmm. um, that people reading it at that time, they would have just understood. But we needed some help to interpret that. And that's where the study piece comes in. Yeah, And there was a verse that came across. Well, it was when I was going through Acts where uh,
2: Peter is writing and he's talking about Paul's writing and saying, you know, Paul writes about this, and he writes about a lot of things that we don't understand. You think, okay, well, they didn't understand
1: back then either some of the stuff. (laughs) Uh, If only we could go back right now and ask Paul, (laughs) what did you mean by this? (laughs) Yes, that's right. So I know one area that maybe many of us are familiar with would be uh, reading the Bible devotionally. I wonder if you could speak a bit about explaining the difference between a devotional reading of the Bible and studying it, how are they similar and how are they different?
2: First off, both have great value. Um, Devotional readings tend to be a passage or two and then someone's application in their life of that passage or sometimes there will be a little bit of writing about that particular passage, which, which is all good. Um, it's being fed to us, as opposed to us finding it out and digging. Um, for study, we need to go deeper. And we need to, I'm gonna go back and forth here, because for devotional, you're, you're given a passage. It's not necessarily in context. Right. It's two or three verses, mm-hmm. and then somebody writes something about those two or three verses. So that can be good. However what is the context of those verses? What's going on before? What's going on after? And how does that passage fit into the rest of the chapter or whatever is going on? And so I I guess I would say devotional readings are limited in that way. Mm -hmm. However, there is some great value in them as well. Um, I have the little, the chosen devotional book. Yes. And I was looking through that when I was looking at these questions. I thought, you know, they do take two or three passages and then they the author will explain those two or three passages about what's going on, then ask you some self-reflection questions, which is good. But again, there's not that, the whole big context of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of made some notes here. Study's kind of digging in, you're tearing it apart, you're working through it, you're finding out what's meaning, and you're the one doing the work. I guess that's the difference made with devotions being given to you. Study, you're doing it yourself.
1: Right, Absolutely. Yes. And I think sometimes, too, the intention or motivation behind our our reading can be different. I think about when we're maybe just heartbroken, Mm -hmm. we're going to go maybe right to the Psalms. And probably not with an intention to study them and find out the whole context, but there's something within our spirit that just kind of resonates in those yes. moments when we read things like, God, how could you have let this happen to me, or I feel like I'm alone, or that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas there is a richness that comes when we decide we want to study a psalm and learn the context, something like Psalm 23 and reading about the good shepherd and and knowing kind of the, the background about sheep and shepherds in that time and how much richer that passage becomes, and that just kind of, uh, in a different way, helps to... To just enlighten us in our journey as well. So yep. definitely, I think you're right that there's totally value to both.
2: And verses sometimes can be reminders. Absolutely. So, you know, in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything, but you know, in all things, and I use that a lot if I'm anxious about something, I'll say the verse and I'll say, okay, God, here's what I'm anxious about. And it's, it's you know, it tells me to present that to you with prayer petition, but with thanksgiving. And then the peace of Christ will be mine. And and so, you know, that is a great way for scripture to be incorporated into our lives without necessarily having to study it.
1: Natalie, I wonder, do you have a favorite scripture verse about this spiritual discipline that helps lead you towards deeper study?
2: What was kind of funny, because I went to Deuteronomy uh, 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And as I read that, I thought, well, where's the mind in there? Because I know the mind is in there somewhere. So I went to Mark, and Mark has love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I'm thinking, well, why did that get added in? Um, Because it's not the same as Deuteronomy. And you're thinking, okay, what's going on here? So my study Bible... Explain that to me uh, and that um, some manuscripts of the Greek translation of the Old Testament add the mind and when Jesus quotes it in Mark he just puts them all together but basically it's all of you all the whole the whole of you worship God so I I do like that one because I think it engages everything with study you don't want to leave it at study because it's got to have some kind of an impact on your heart and your life And so that's why I think that verse captures your whole being, because someone who's a nerd like me can focus on the mind piece and kind of leave the heart out.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how God has designed us. At least I know for me, every time we enter into that study, we come out of it not just, like you said, with more head knowledge, but almost with more heart knowledge as well, and with a motivation to take what we've studied. And I know you as a teacher know this, that if we have soaked it all in but we can't do something with that information afterwards then we're not being very good students right or we we haven't studied enough kind of thing so it's the same with this I think that we can take it all in but if we don't know what to do with that information or we don't know how to live that out afterwards then maybe we have to go back to school a little bit as it were I can
2: pass the test but can I actually
1: apply it in my life exactly (laughs) yes Natalie, uh, I am so thankful for everything that you have shared with us today. It's been so great to talk about the discipline of study with you. Uh, Our last question for you today is, what is something that you are loving right now? I do love
2: the opportunity to teach. So if I have that opportunity, it's great. I do enjoy that. Uh, I went out on a limb and I bought uh, N.T. Wright's book, The New Testament in Its World not realizing it's like huge, and I got the workbook to go with it, and uh, I was very excited when I ordered, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. It's the whole New Testament, and then when I got there, I thought, oh my goodness, this is like a school book, right? right? So I've been working through that slowly but surely, uh, and I'm really enjoying that. Um, so it's kind of the study piece of things, but I still really enjoy any kind of teaching opportunities I get.
1: That's awesome. I know I have not had the opportunity yet to be in one of Natalie's classes here at Cornerstone, but I keep telling her I would love to sit on one and just sit under her wisdom. So you'll see me there one of these days. Sounds good. Well, everyone, we want to thank you all for listening. And like I said, Natalie, we thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and giving us a deeper understanding of what study can look like practiced in our daily lives. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for having me. We hope this podcast and corresponding study is a blessing in your life as we together learn to put into practice all that Jesus has made available to us and invites us into as his daughters in Christ.